Hey listeners, it's me, Chris the DM here. At the beginning of the episode, I'm going to be giving you the gay agenda early on so that way we get to the resolution episode with no interruptions. So first things first, I want to thank our two newest Patreon members, and they're both initials this time. So thank you, MJ, and thank you, PJ. Your dice are already on the way. I believe you've received them by now. You had to have received them by now. I hope they're rolling well for you and you enjoy everything we have on our Patreon. If you'd like to check out our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. If you join during our break between seasons, I will get you your shout out as soon as the new episodes air. We do have some bonus episodes coming out as well, so if you join early enough, I will get to you very, very soon. Speaking of a special bonus for our Patreon members, we're going to be doing a live character creation for Tisha's character for the new season. So our Patreon members are going to help Tisha create her character for the new campaign. We don't have a name, a race, a class, anything for it. It's going to be all decided by Patreon members. Plus, you get to hang out with Tisha and I for a while, so it'll be a very fun time. The dates and information for that are posted on our Patreon for all of our Patreon members to see. And before I get to the show, I want to say, while this is the last episode of Season 4, we are going to be putting out some bonus episodes in between our new season. We do not have a date yet for our new season. We have not recorded anything for it yet. We are starting recording next month. So the release date is probably going to be somewhere in October. So I don't have an exact date, but I will get it to you as soon as we can. Next week, though, we are going to be starting a two-part one-shot at a summer camp. It was one of the settings in our Season 5 setting poll that didn't get voted on, but it felt like a fun story that I could create. It's a little bit more gritty and bloody and gory, and that's kind of what I think I'm going to go for in the new season. So this was my test at a little bit of a horror fiction improv comedy. I don't know. I'm going to mix up a few things. We're trying something new for the new season, and I think this episode turned out really good. I'm, I hope you enjoyed the new one-shot. So that's two weeks of a bonus episode. Episode. And then after that, we're going to have a tea time and a library opening. So we're going to be reading the hell out of each other and we'll be answering your questions. If you have any questions about the cursed season or about role gay roleplay in general, hop on our Discord. We have a question submissions channel that you can put your questions for there. Just say that it's for tea time. Or you can message me or Jonathan on Instagram. I am at Chris Drinks Lemonade on Instagram. Jonathan is at Eugene underscore J90. You can hit either one of us up or you can follow us at role gay roleplay on Instagram and message us there. So let us know if there's any questions you want answered and we'll be sure to talk about them on Tea Time. And that episode is going to air the first weekend of September. After the Tea Time and Library episode airs, we're going to still have a few more bonus things in between the new seasons, so we're going to introduce you to our new characters, just an episode of us talking about the characters, letting you know what they look like, what they can do, what their names are, how they're going to interact with each other. After the spoken word introduction of our characters, we're going to have a one-shot that will be two to three episodes long, depending on how long we play. Last time we did something like this, it turned into three episodes, so who knows? So there's still a lot more role gay roleplay to come. This is not the end of the podcast, just the end of a storyline, which I hope you have enjoyed. Speaking of, let's get to the finale of Role Gay Roleplay Cursed. Once upon a time, there were two young twins growing up near the woods named Edith and Humphrey. One day, after a heated disagreement, Humphrey ran into the woods and never returned. Edith, the younger twin, spent decades searching for her long-lost sibling, never losing hope. In order to figure out what happened after 20 years, Edith turns to the number one researcher of all things into the woods, Florals in Spring. Knock, knock. Uh, come in. Hello. Um, hi. Um, are you, are you florals in spring? Um, and you see a figure at a desk, like, full of fucking papers, just writing, like, scribbling, and it's kind of illegible. And he says, uh, yes, yes, I am florals in spring, but you can call me Clear. Um, welcome to my hovel. Uh, what do you, what business do you have with me? Oh, uh, okay, um, Cleo? Uh, yes. So, here's the thing, is, I've been searching for my brother for a very long time. I was pointed in your direction as a person who could maybe help me. See, he 
he disappeared uh, quite a while ago. Um, he had ran off into the woods. We've scoured the woods for decades. No sign of him. I really don't think he's dead. And you're kind of my last resort in finding him. Oh no, so your, ba- so your big brother is missing? What a shame. So my question to you is, why did you come to me? I am just um, the world's leading researcher on all things of the fairy and the fae folk. Well, you see, uh, I, I went to just the local authority. I uh, went to a local religious place. I went to the authority on all things trees. I went to the authority on all things little boys, which was really uncomfortable. Uh, I went to the authority on all things uh, sea monsters. He wasn't abducted by a sea monster. Yeah, I went to quite a few different authorities, and, and you're you're the last one. Or no. Okay, okay, okay. Well, there's definitely a way for us to see if your big brother, I'm free, is in the fairy world. How did you know his name? I didn't say his name. Uh, uh, and then I look at Edith with like a knowing glance at that moment. Uh, Emma walks in and why hello i am emma one of the fairy people from the fairy world if you are looking for your brother then you have come to the right place we can definitely take you there and see if your brother is there but uh in order for us to do that you must uh be sure that you are ready to go post haste yeah i guess so i I, it's gonna take a long time or like a couple days all i'm packed for I'm packed for a couple days all the time. You never know what's going to happen. Well, we do not know exactly what state your brother is in. And if it's been for some time, we do not know what we will expect them. So, All right. Well, I got a couple days worth of clothes. If we can find a river, I can wash it. Um, Yeah. I mean, everyone knows I'm out here searching for my brother right now. So... Or a river. You said river. Uh, Emma, it seems that we could also just take the river to the fairy world. Yes, yes, we can take the river. And so I guess we're going to take, we're going to immediately go to the river with the fish. Uh, The whole time, Edith is looking at you incredulously. Like this, you are literally her last resort she doesn't believe in any of this stuff you two can make your way to well i'm sorry you three i forget emma's walking now you three can make your way to the hidden river when you get there cleo you grab a pebble from your bag and hold it up to a what seems to be a hill suddenly the ground begins to shake and a door opens into the hidden river no need to solve a puzzle this time cleo fuck off (laughs) Cleo will motion to Edith and Emma. Emma will lead the way. Three of you make your way into a gorgeous hidden river. The water sparkling blue, bright trees, birds flying in the air. And as you approach the river, you hear a noise. Oral, 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 oral. Oh no, um, this is our fishy friend, Steve Irwin. And uh, he is going to be the one that takes us to the fairy world. If I'm not mistaken, we need to all... Don't we have to take a potion or something? You have to drink the seawater to talk to him, I think. Yes. We have to be in the water to talk to him. No, but I mean, like, how do we take... You can get there through an underwater passage. This is completely true. You need to be able to not breathe underwater. But you do have the ability to do that. I forgot how we did it. We got a mushroom from a cave next to the hidden river to use in a potion. Yeah, Anamik got you there last time. Yeah, we did oh, okay. use the potion. Um, so can I just pull the potion out of my bag? Yeah, the potion was meant to like be mixed and drank in the woods, and that would transport you there. But you can also get there through the swimming from the river, which is what I thought you were doing. Because I thought oh, okay. you picked up on something that I guess you did not. No, so, I didn't. So can um, we Yeah, if we can breathe underwater for long periods of time, then we can make it through. 
which is... So if you have, like, potions of... I have a ring of water, water breathing. breathing. How's Edith getting there? Oh, isn't it like a four-hour swim to go get that? Yeah. And there... Oh, man. Right. We didn't pay attention. We don't know any of your secrets. Spoil it. <laughs> Spoil it. Or you could just go get a potion from your friend Scurvy in the woods who makes potions. They made a damn Instagram video about it. Oh, was that the most recent one? I didn't watch that. Hate you all. <laughs> Hate us. Cleo, why don't you roll history for me? Okay, I can do. I can totes do that. Um, or nature, one of the two. I can totally do both of those. Okay, um, you did. I'm gonna watch that video now. Yeah, I have a higher nature, so let's just do that. Let's do it. Uh, Fourteen. Okay. Yeah, there's no point in trying to hint this. I'm just going to tell you what's happening. So you may not have a fancy wallet anymore, Cleo. However, the scales of the wallet, very, very similar to the scales of Steve Irwin. And if you remember the lore of that, the scales from the uh, wallet are from a fish that can grant wishes. Fishes. A fish that can grant wishes. A wish that can grant fishes. Wishes. I literally. Oh my fuck. Okay. Yeah, I uh, look at Steve Irwin and I say, um, Steve, it has come to my attention that you can grant wishes. And I would like to know um, how many wishes we can have. It just depends on what you're asking for. As long as it's reasonable. I have no problem granting wishes. Uh, so we have tour wishes. Okay. Number one, we would like to uh, travel to the fairy world underwater uh, safely, that is. And number two, we would like to know if uh, Edith, and then I say Edith, and I look at Edith. She must have told me her name. I look at Edith and I go back to her and I say, we would, we would like this lady... We would like to know if her brother is in the fairy world. Uh, I think his name is Chip. And then I say Chip and I'm like, fuck, uh, who is Chip? And then I look back at uh, Steve Irwin. I mean, I can help you get there for sure. Wish one can be granted. Just everyone get in the water. Hey, Emma. Uh, Emma's fine. I can get you guys there. Uh, Follow me. And how about you tell me about your brother? Oh, she can't understand me. She hasn't drank the water yet. So Edith, all you're hearing is um, I look at I look at Edith and I say, um, uh, Sweetie, if you could do, be a doll and drink some of the water. Do I just hear gurgle gurgle from that, or is he speaking common? I'm telling uh, Cleo's telling you to drink the water. Yeah, Cleo, you can understand. Oh, I can understand Cleo. Yes. Okay. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, I don't think I ever introduced myself to you. You said my name. You said that my brother was Chip, but you said earlier it was Humphrey. You're a really strange person. I did not say your name. You must be hearing things. All I've told you to do is drink the water. So drink the water, please. Uh, Okay. Drink this fish water that's a river inside a cave. It's just natural spring water. Well, I guess this isn't the worst thing I've done trying to find my brother. And she takes a scoop full of water and throws it in her mouth and swallows. What's the mug say? Oh, she does have her mug. The mug says, Realm's most desperate sister. When the water touches your lips, you can then hear Steve Irwin's voice go from the gurgled noise to an actual voice. All right, now that you can hear me, why don't you describe your brother to me on our way over, and we'll see if we can find him for you. Either way, I'll get you to the fairy world. Just a few hours. This is a trip. Uh, Okay. All right, so my brother is, uh, well, we're twins, so he kind of looks like me. Um, I haven't seen him for quite some years. We have the same color hair you see here, same color eyes. Uh, same jawline, really. Um, his hair's shorter than mine. Last time I saw him, he had ketchup stain on his shirt. Cause for some reason, he was eating a hot dog with ketchup. It was really gross. Oh, who does that? Um, I know, okay. right? 
basically he just look he looks like me you know but shorter hair no boobs ah you but no boobs got it you know i i think your best bet cleo is to go see the fairy godmother again she knows everything about this world and if your brother is here she'll know where he's at after a few hours the three of you well, the four of you, along with Steve Irwin, uh, swim underground, uh, being able to breathe as normal. No one's drowning, thankfully. And you make it to the other side, where you arrive in Moss Lake. Uh, so you are uh, in a place where you've never been to in the fairy world in the last season. But you arrive in a place called Moss Lake, Steve Irwin will say. There's a trail over there. Oh, I don't know why I'm telling you how to get there, Cleo. You know this world. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, let me know if you need a ride back. Uh, I'll be here or over there. I don't know. Or absolutely. Th- thank you. So, um, e- uh, and, um, lady, here we are. Uh, yeah, I'm, s- I'm sorry. I didn't formally introduce myself. I don't know if that fish told you my name. Somehow he knew it. Uh, but I'm, my name is Edith Wins Thereafter. Uh, my brother Humphrey wins thereafter is the one that's missing. Or Edith. Well, nice to meet oh, yours. Sorry. I said his last name wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm Edith wins thereafter, and my brother Humphrey Evan after is the one that's missing. Oh, well, that's fantastic. I'm glad to meet yours. So we are now here in the fairy world. So I uh, say, sir, uh, we're just going to take a piddle paddle along this route. And we're going to make it to the fairy godmother's home. And I pull a flower. No, I don't have to pull a flower because she doesn't have a force field, right? No, she does not. All right. Yeah. So I say, uh, you know what? The fairy godmother loves gifts. So I pull a flower out of my head and I give it to Edith. And I say, when we uh, arrive at the Fairy Godmother's home, we're going to give her this fleur. And she's just going to absolutely love it and be more inclined to help us on our journey to find your brother. Uh, Okay. You said Fairy Godmother? Yes, the Fairy Godmother. Welcome to the Fairy World. Um, That's where uh, Emma is from. And so now we're going to use her... uh, assistance to find your brother and make sure that he is okay and that we can possibly bring him back home sounds good i know i just held my breath but i'm not gonna hold my breath this time absolutely we don't want to get our herbs up but i think that we're on to something yeah okay so yeah we're gonna we're gonna make it to the fairy godmother's home okay You can make your way along the trail. Edith, you're slowly coming to terms with the fact you're in a different world now. Uh, As you approach a gingerbread house fused into a tree and a glistening river a few hundred feet behind it. The lights are on and smoke is coming from the chimney. Cleo, as you approach the door, would you like to knock or walk in? I think that Cleo is walking in. Okay. Actually, no. Cleo, no. This is exactly what Cleo does. Cleo is about to walk in, but then he looks at Edith, and for some reason, he's like, I shouldn't do this. So he is a mooring. He starts knocking and waiting patiently. You knock on the door and hear from the other side, come in. Uh, Ladies first. Go ahead, Edith. Okay, thank you. And she walks through the door and just looking around because this is a gingerbread house and she's never seen a home made out of something edible. Uh, I do have a question. Like, does it not rain here or something? Like, you know, wouldn't there be like mildew or bugs or something? While you're asking that, you'll... Uh, a woman will come from the kitchen and walk into the front room and say, Oh, dear. The rain doesn't affect my house like that. <laughs> You're not from here, are you? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, ma'am, I am not. Um, my name is Edith Wins Thereafter, and uh, I'm looking for my brother, uh, Humphrey Evanafter. He, he kind of looks like me, except he's got short hair and no boobs. Uh. It's been so long since I've heard that name. I do know your brother. I've actually heard a lot about you, Edith. 
Are you serious? You know where my brother is? I've been searching for him for decades. I know I, I maybe shouldn't have gotten your hopes up so much. Why don't you have a seat? I will get... Just hold on. Um, Scurvy, would you mind serving some tea for our new guests? Oh, that's fine. I can make them some tea. Would you like lemon in your tea? I'm not sure if I can sit down or even drink tea. I've been waiting for this news for so long. Daddy's going to be so happy. Oh, aren't you sweet? Hi, Cleo. It's nice seeing you again. Oh, thank Hi, Scurvy. I'm just a little perplexed because, uh, Edith, you, you look... um matronly of if not elderly so i can't (laughs) i can't possibly imagine that your father's still alive (laughs) um it's a little fucked up edith actually doesn't look that much older like she's possibly like i don't know 35 at this point all right uh all right well um wait so that means i'm super young then no okay so edith I don't know if we ever talked about this. I always thought Edith was like 40 and Humphrey was like late 20s. Yes, but the reason why Edith was 40 was because she made a deal to get you out of the fairy realm, even (sighs) as half cookie. I can't believe that's coming up right now. Like, just now. Because no one would have caught that. No. Yeah, no one would have caught that. But also, like, I don't remember if we actually Because y'all are twins. I should have caught yeah, that when you said she's... same hair color, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's 27. Love it. Oh, so you're younger than me. Okay. So, yeah, she's 27. The only reason why she looked like she was 47 was because she made a deal with the fairy godmother and gave up 20 years of her life to get Humphrey back from the fairy realm. Got you. That's what we were talking about before when we were like, how did Humphrey get back? Yeah, that's how he got back originally. It just it was never explicitly said. It was pre storyline. We Mm -hmm. just. uh, Yep. Okay. Yeah. So then dad will be so happy we'll stand. And then... I uh, won't say what I said. Yep. Uh, Scurvy will pour tea for both of you and add the lemons. The fairy godmother will call to the back of the house and say, Chip, dear, could you come here? Uh, hey, uh, is it, what's up? What do you need? Do, are the cookies baking? Uh, no, dear, we have some guests in the front room. Would you go say hi? Uh, yeah. Nice to meet you, Ladybug. Or, uh, I'm sorry. What's your name? Uh, do you know my brother, Humphrey? He used to call me Ladybug. Uh, my name's Edith. Edith wins thereafter. I'm looking for my brother, Humphrey Evanafter. Oh. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this. Your brother's gone. What what do you mean? Gone? He died? K- kinda? Ma, do you wanna... Yeah. It's a long story, dear, but you see, Chip here is what's left of your brother. What do you mean? This is a big cookie that's talking to me. What do you mean? My brother. Where, where's Humphrey? Humphrey came into this world and started eating my house. And I tried to get him to stop, but he refused and started blaming the architecture of my building. So I cursed him. He was probably hungry. And he slowly turned more and more cookie as he used his new powers. He's very powerful now, though. They're very powerful now. Sorry, Chip. Yeah, I've gotten pretty sick at magic. Well, so, hold on. Are you... You're saying you you cursed my brother because he was hungry? And because you have a house made out of something edible and and you curse somebody for eating it? I would have probably done the same thing. How could you just curse him? Could you do the uncurse? Uncurse him. I want my brother back. I mean, if we bring him back, that would kill me, I think. I'm not sure if he's dead. I don't really know how it works. I don't even know you. I just want my brother back. Oh, dear. Chip, do you feel Humphrey in there? 
still? I mean, they're listening. They're always listening. Humphrey can hear me. Humphrey, I, I, I miss you so much. I, I need you to come back. I, life hasn't been the same without you. Daddy got sick. I, I, we need you back. Please come back to us. I, he's saying a lot. I can't really hear. He's there's a lot of like crying, but he doesn't have a body to cry through. It's a it's a weird sound. Oh, hello. I'm Florals in Spring, but you can call me Cleo. Uh, uh, cheap. Yeah. Would you allow her, uh, maybe uh, allow her, uh, I'm free to have a chance to speak for themselves? I don't know how to do that. Fairy Godmother, I'm sure that you do her since you are the one that cursed them. Chip has been slowly taking over and it's not something he controls. Yeah, I can't switch back and forth like some kind of werewolf. No, no. But if Humphrey is still in there, I may have a solution that will allow Humphrey to return home with you and Chip to stay here with me. Well, then do it. Uh, Scurvy, Cleo, could I get your help? Absolutely. Yes, fairy godmother. Yes. Yes, of course. Let me put down my key. Scurvy, you grab one hand. And Cleo, you grab another. Got it. When I wave my wand, I want you both to pull as hard as you can. That's what she said. Humphrey, if you can hear me, this might hurt a little bit, but I'll try and reduce the pain. Is, is it going to hurt me? Hmm. To be fair, it's been a while since I've done this. Maybe. Just hold your breath. Bite down. Do you want something to bite down on? As long as it's not gingerbread. Am I right? The fairy godmother will go into the kitchen and grab a whisk and put it into your mouth and say, Okay, bite down. Ready, you two? One, two, three. And the fairy godmother boops her wand. Scurvy begins to pull with all of her might on one end. Cleo with all of his might on the other. Slowly, the room begins to fill with light as the bodies begin to separate. You see two heads and then two sets of shoulders, two torsos. And finally, the full separation is complete. Chip landing directly onto Cleo and Humphrey landing against the couch next to Edith with scurvy. Oh my, oh, oh my lord, uh, Humphrey, you're back. I'm so sorry that I said that thing about your ketchup on your hot dog. I, you can eat your hot dog however you want. Thank you, that, uh, I feel like it's been a while since I've seen you. It's, it's been, it's been like, it's, it's been quite, quite some time, yes. I still have oh. that stain. I haven't washed my shirt since... Okay. That's that's a long time not to wash your shirt, but I'm not going to judge you for it. You've been... I'm just so glad that you're back. How are you feeling, Humphrey? Are you okay? Well, a little tired. Can I... Uh, I'm famished. Can I... Do you mind if I maybe uh, have a nibble? I will get you something, but mind your mouth. <laughs> not the house. Got it? Okay, I just feel like we're past this, but that's fine. Oh. Cleo, upon seeing Humphrey, for some reason gets the urge, and he, like, does a back, backhand spring um, into the air and launches himself up in the air and then, like, hits Humphrey in the chest with both of his knees <laughs> and just lands on him. Oh, I hate when you do that. Uh, stands up and says... Or, uh, or, uh, or, I don't, I don't know what came over me, but for some, but for some reason that felt right. Uh, so, and then I just, uh, I just go back and like hide behind Edith. <laughs> because for some reason that also feels right. The fairy godmother will come out with a plate of cookies and put them on the table. And she'll say, it's not gingerbread. Don't worry, Chip. <laughs> yeah, you appreciate that. It's, it's not cannibalism, but it feels like it. Mm-hmm. Tasty, though. Okay. 
eat up. You've come on the right day. It's the wedding. I have all your invitations. Uh, I'm sorry. An invitation to a wedding? I think that we just kind of want to get out of here. Maybe, Humphrey, you want to just go home? Uh, what kind of food is going to be at this wedding? Well, I've baked the cake. Uh, of course, I've, my baking skills are unmatched. You know, I did not talk to the caterer. I know they were doing something with a lot of fruit and cream. Were they going to use some pineapples? Ah, they definitely had those there. Well, Ladybug, I think we got to go this way. Uh, it seems I important. Mean, I mean, okay. You all were invited, see? And the fairy godmother will throw a bunch of invitations onto the table in front of you. You see one for Cleo, one for Scurvy, one for Edith, one for Humphrey, one for Chip, and one for herself. This is strange. I mean, I guess if you want to go, Humphrey, I'll, I'll go with you. Then we really should get home. Why were we invited separately? Oh, different last names. <laughs> I was literally about to say that. <laughs> What's Chip's last name? Ahoy. Yep. Uh, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so um, Cleo takes the invitations and passes them all out. And then I say, Fairy Goldmother, is it okay if I open my invitation? Oh, of course. So I open it and it, it what does it say? The invitation says it's got a crown at the top with TBD embossed underneath it. And the invitation reads, The Lord Scott is commanded by the king to invite, and it has each of your personal names on your invitation, to the marriage of His Royal Highness Prince Three with his betrothed Miguel Lovescorn at the South Courtyard on the seventh day of the fourth month at 1.04 p.m. That's an unfortunate last name to be getting married. Absolutely, but I'm very happy that they have found love. Yes, now their last name will be Dangalo. Can we can can they keep love scorn? <laughs> Sounds like they were meant for each other. <laughs> Those last names. <laughs> Not everybody can be blessed like us, huh, Humphrey? <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about desserts. What are we talking about? Uh, nothing. I guess let's. Uh, I did. I guess let's get changed and head to this wedding for some food. Yeah. What's the with some policy on what ketchup stained outfits for a win. <laughs> Run out of nowhere, you hear a quick change. And nothing happens. And I say, oh, no, uh, why did I, why did I, I don't know why I thought that would work. It's so weird. I say, uh, Fairy Godmother, if you're going to be giving us clothes, I would like something a little more regal. Uh, and you know, I look the best in white. Oh, I'll take care of the outfits. I've got just the thing. And she waves her wand in the air and boops. And all of you have switched clothes. You are now in either a morning coat, a lounge suit, or a uniform. Can I be wearing all of them? Nice. Yes, you can be in all three. And the fairy godmother will say, and for you, Cleo, boop, taps her wand on your head and your clothes turn into a beautiful wedding dress. Since there's no bride at this wedding, I'm sure having a wedding dress will be no problem at all. The dress is sparkling white, long train, beautiful lace work. Maybe not your dream wedding dress, Cleo, but it seems right. Now don't worry, I made sure we wouldn't have to sit through the ceremony. That's not the fun part anyway. So we're just showing up for the reception. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of rude, no? Well, I also made the cake for the event, so I feel like I don't have to be there until I have to be there. I'm a busy fairy godmother, you know. I, I guess. How will we get there? Oh, Chip, you know how we travel. And the fairy godmother waves her wand and boops in the air. All of you blink and you are in front of the castle. Edith, this is probably all real weird to you so far. Uh, okay. I think Humphrey throws up. Oh, dear. Am I supposed to be feeling carsick? Yes, I'm sorry. This is new for you. Should have warned you. My mistake. I'm sorry. See how easy it is to apologize, Humphrey? Yeah, great. I have a question for you. Um, Now, if you met a version of yourself made of gingerbread, and you two had sex with each other, is that considered masturbation? Or is that... 
insist was the oh i forgot the cake how silly of me i will be back while you have a philosophical conversation about yourself Boop. okay i feel like that was avoiding the question but that's fine well <laughs> it looks like we need to go ahead and morsey on over uh to the wedding site and i'm sure that the fairy godmother will meet us there shortly so i grab Humphrey and I grab Edith's hand and I drag them into the castle. Great. If we don't wait right there, I'm never going to get an answer for my question. How's she going to know where we are? Uh, the, the, the fairy gold mother is, uh, is uh, uh, slightly less than an omnipotent being, so I'm pretty sure that she can find us shortly. And I say we must hurry. We do not want to be late for the wedding. Also, you're not my type, tall, blonde, and doughy. Wrong kind of dough. <laughs> the hell are you talking about, ma'am? <laughs> Chip is talking to him. For- oh. Chip is, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> oh, <I'm> so funny. <laughs> As you all approach the front of the castle, you will have, you will see a guard standing and he will say, I need your invitations, please. Can I see your invitations? Yes, here's my invitation. Edith, I'm free and Chip. You can also bring yours. Here, here you go. We're just here to eat some food before we head on out. Yeah, do y'all have to-go bags? Oh, we've got uh, parting gifts. That sounds about right. Wedding gifts? I don't know all these things. I'm just a squire here. The name's Macaroni McGee. It's nice to meet all of you. Oh. I go to reach for Macaroni McGee's hand, and then for some reason, I just choose not to, and I put my hand back down. (laughs) It smells like pee. Oh, all right. Well, your invitations look good. Go ahead and go inside. Uh, you can head to the Grand Hall on the uh, left here, and that's where the reception's being held. You missed a beautiful ceremony. Everyone cried. I cried a lot. Uh, okay. Do you have tear ducts there? Like. Yeah, I feel like he's trying to show off. I cry all the time. It's not, ain't nothing special about it. I mean, crying is a free action. I did hear that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right just head right this way and then to the left that hallway and as he leans over to show you a magazine falls out of his pocket and you see gross chocolate boobies on there and he goes oh god okay don't sorry you can go whoa it looks like there's milk duds and milk studs in that one. Oh, you've read the article <laughs> uh, oh um, okay thank you and and edith just starts walking what are they talking about? It was just a magazine with chocolate. Why was that so embarrassing? I don't, I don't get this place. <laughs> is food, is food dirty here? The four of you, scurvy, the five of you. I forgot I was here. <laughs> <laughs> the five of you make your way to the grand hall. There is a head table with Prince Three and Miguel, the, the two new husbands, along with the king and two of the princes. Prince one and Prince two are there. There's tables set up. There is a list on where you're sitting. All of you are, of course, sitting together at the same table, uh, table number four. And there is a buffet filled with all the foods you can imagine. Penny apples, nabanas, the works. Humphrey's already over there. <laughs> Great. What the fuck are nabanas? <laughs> I mean, if you don't know. Yeah. Nabanas are from one of the old episodes. Nabanas, brosteries, penny apples, and walnuts. Okay. I I hope this is edible by someone who's not from here. Will I get sick or turn into chip or something? Uh, I don't know. If you're lucky. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll just, I'll just follow. And she'll only pick up food that Cleo picks up. Smart. Cleo picks up all the food. <laughs> Okay, she'll pick up half that. (laughs) As you all sit down and start enjoying the meal and the reception festivities, we will move over back to the fairy godmother's house uh, where there is a knock at the door. And the fairy godmother will open it and there will be a little girl with a red braid coming down her hair. Oh, Cherry, I'm so glad you're here. Just in time for the cake. Yes, I've got all of these uh, candied flowers and little bonbons and macaroons to stick on the cake. I can't wait to go to the wedding. Oh, they're perfect. Good job, Cherry. All right. 
Right this way, we'll start decorating the cake and be on our way, okay? Sounds like a plan. The fairy godmother will lead Cherry into the kitchen, and they will start decorating with all the bonbons and flowers and everything that Cherry brought. A uh, large rectangular cake, just a big old sheet cake. We're not going for tears here. We're going for size. Uh, and after they decorate it, the fairy godmother will say, All right, Cherry, hold your end, and I'll get us there now, all right? All right. Okay. What is the size? Are we talking, like, feet? Yeah. It's like it's like a six-foot sub, but a cake. But <laughs> really, really thin, really long cake. <laughs> right, right. Yes, the fairy godmother will grab one end, Cherry will grab the other. The fairy godmother will wave her wand, and boop, you two are in a octagonal kitchen. And the fairy godmother says, Okay, Cherry, just down this hall to the reception. Give me a second. I think I need to do something first. And she kicks herself in the shin and she transforms into a big, big wolf girl. It's a lot easier to hold the cake now. Yes. Ah, that is easier. Okay, let's go. The two of you walk down the hallway and into the grand hall. There is a place there for the cake. And the fairy godmother will help Cherry set it up. Cherry... Actually, everybody, make me a perception check. Um, yeah, hang on. I definitely had TNT Beyond open this whole time. I got a 17. Nine. A five. 18. All right, we got a couple good ones then. So, uh, as Cherry and the fairy godmother put the cake down, there is a clinking of glass. It is the prince himself. He puts his glass down and says... For those of you who don't know, I am Prince Three. I have been lucky enough to find the love of my life at a casino, a tale as old as time. You have become everything to me over the years, and I am thrilled, nay elated, to wed you in front of all of my family, followers, ex-lovers, friends, and enemies. May we share this day with joy and love. Then Prince Three turns to Miguel and says, I wish I could promise you riches, but every vault has an end. What I do promise you is a life of abundance and abundance of love and support, of strength and vulnerability, of sharing and of drive. Of passion and of adventure. I wish I could promise smooth sailing, but the winds aren't mine to control. What I do promise you is a ship built to carry you to safety and sails to weather any storm. I promise never to forget this once-in-a-lifetime love and to always know in the deepest part of my soul that no matter what challenges might carry us apart, we will always find our way back to each other. Miguel blushes, and you can see that he's got a Magic the Gathering wedding ring on. It's just a card that's been folded up to be a ring. Ugh. I think Chip leans over to Cleo and goes, Did he? Did he say he invited his enemies and his exes? Does that seem weird? Uh, I think, I do believe that Prince Three lives a very flamboyant lifestyle, and it's not up for us to judge. Okay, fair. Cleo and Edith, as you're listening to the speech, you're both looking around. And that is when you two both make eye contact with a big wolf in the corner next to the plate and the fairy godmother. What in tarnations is that? Uh, I'm not sure, uh, Edith, but for some reason I have this urge to to keep it this very dangerous wolf-looking creature. I have this very weird urge to keep it from harm. Is that a bipedal wolf? <laughs> what is this place? And like, I, Cleo for some reason can't figure out why, but he's crying and he just feels like in a wave of guilt. And I guess because in the past life, he almost got cherry killed. Are you are you crying because of the wedding? I, 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 I don't, yeah, I already I always heard about people who cried at weddings. I just I just never had. I don't I don't know. I, 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 I look at the wolf and I just feel I don't know what I feel. Uh, sorry. 
I immediately um, pull out Emma and Emma uh, looks at me and I look at Emma and I say, so Emma, if you don't mind, the rest of us would like a little more food. If you could go, please pick us some up. Uh, uh, yes, we'll do. And that's how I transition out of that awkward conversation. All right. Well, I'm going to go meet that wolf. I wonder if they speak common. Or, or remember, remember, Edith, that th- th- that this ceremony is not about us. So we probably don't want to draw attention ourselves by leaving and getting up different different places and different times. Oh, okay, okay. What if I, I sneak, like I bend down or something? There's a wolf, man. I don't know these people, but there's a wolf that's walking on two feet. And right, in a chef uniform. <laughs> in the shop, in a, they have clothes on. Come okay? on, be our guest. <laughs> so a wolf with the walking on two feet with clothes on. I really want to go get a closer look at that. And I say, will I possibly have a way? And my eyes glow pink. And I touch Edith. And I cast on her pass without trace. And I say, you can quietly and stealthily go and talk to that wolf since you so feel inclined. But just remember that this is not about us. Okay. All right. I will. So she just she just walks up close to the wolf, just staring the whole time. Okay. Uh, the fairy godmother will... With pass without trace, are we even seeing Edith approach? She should be like veiled in shadow. So as long as she's sneaking, then okay. she's not. Then she can't be seen. But if she's just hoi toy to toy to toy and walking up to the wolf, then yeah, everybody sees her. Edith has disadvantage on stealth, so I don't know what that would mean with how sneaky she is. Well, I mean, you have to roll a stealth check with disadvantage, but you still get plus ten. All right. Yeah, she like is doing a sneaky walk which is a terrible sneaky walk it's like a cartoon like pink in pink panther yes. like yeah and and walks up and just is looking at this wolf and yeah they wouldn't see her because she did a fake sneak okay roll stealth for me and we'll just compare it to cherry's passive perception my passive perception is 13. All right. The first one is a 30 because of the plus 10. And the second one is a 30. Damn. Oh, well, you're sneaky sneaks for sure. Can't see you at all. So it's like every time she's walking, like something falls or clings or something because of her armor. But like it's somewhere else in the room. <laughs> or the garden. Everyone's confused. Who's here? <laughs> Great. Then you can sneak up and look at Cherry. She is... I don't know. What are you doing, Cherry? Are you enjoying some of the buffet now? or? Yeah, maybe serving up slices of cake. Nice. Oh, is the is the ceremony over? Yeah, we're at the reception. Okay. Well, she's going she's gonna to see this wolf and hear her speak to someone. And then she's going to stand up and go, Humphrey! Get over here. You have to see this. Humphrey Great. walks over to Edith. Yeah, with that role, you can walk up there and talk to her. Like, you can go grab a piece of cake with Humphrey. I mean, I, I guess so. Wow. I, I've never seen a, a wolf walk like you, per- person. I'm Edith. It doesn't mean to eat me. It's just Edith. I heard you talking to somebody else. Uh... When Edith says this, Cherry, this is the first time you have sight on Edith. You then see Humphrey. Cherry, you suddenly feel the hand of the fairy godmother on your shoulder. And a rush of memories comes back to you. Shit. It happened again. I dropped a plate of cake that I'm holding. It's just like slow-mo falls and crashes on the floor. Oh my god. My axe. <laughs> oh, well, I guess wolves can't hold plates. That makes sense. I'll just be on my way then. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. And she walks away. Yeah, Cherry is like 
staring at you now because she knows who you are. Cherry, your eyes follow Edith and Humphrey to their table as you catch a glimpse of Cleo, Chip, and Scurvy. You turn to look at the fairy godmother, but she's no longer standing next to you. There's just an empty hallway behind you at this point. A couple members of the wedding staff come over to clean up the broken plate and cake that fell in the ground, which gives you a chance to step away and gather your thoughts. As you make your way down the hallway and find a place to be alone, you can hear the faint echo of the fairy godmother's maniacal laugh. Well, she is like a couple seconds away from the crowds and not serving. She like kind of hides away in an alcove and she pulls out a necklace that she's had around her neck. Before, she hadn't realized that it was a medal, but now it's the gold medal from the Olympics that grants her the wish. With the sigh, she takes out a pocket knife from her pocket. Her name's already scratched out, right? Yes. And writes, uh, carves her name back onto the surface of the medal. Why do they never remember? As Cherry has stepped away from the wedding, the prince clinks his glass once more. It is time to dance! Thank you for joining us for the Cursed Season. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have enjoyed playing it. I'm Chris the DM. I'm Tisha. I'm Brandon. I played Humphrey and Chip Evan after. And you can find me on Donly Fans. Support a young entrepreneur. <laughs> no, plug it. Hi, my name is Katie, and I play Cherry Chapo, alleged time criminal, question mark? And you can find me in the Discord occasionally, posting in uh, pictures of my rabbits. <laughs> Doodle-doo. Um, And yeah, I'm Jonathan, and tune in for our new season called Blue's Clues. <laughs> <laughs> or something else, we'll figure it out. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, Bye bitches.